Our scripture lesson is from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. And this is a hymn that Paul has taught that church to sing. Let us listen for God's word. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy God, we come this day waving palm branches so ready for life, so ready for all that has broken out in our world in the blooming of the trees and the flowers and the song of the birds. We stand on the brink, though, of a walk through a dark valley. And so we ask that you are with us. That we may know the life and the joy that you offer through our transformative walk with Jesus. Meet us where we are and speak to us. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. We can sense almost that this was such an exciting day. We can just feel the buzz that's in the air with the waving of the palms and throwing the branches on the ground for the donkey to cross over. We can sense the excitement in the air because the prophets from long ago had said that this was how the king would come, humble, riding on a donkey. They had been telling this for a hundred years or more. The king would come not on a war horse with armies and pipers and trumpets, but with a band of disciples who only got half of what he said half of the time. And a crowd that really was just interested in the pageantry or the display of what was happening. This is a coronation 
march. The king, the son of David, is finally taking the throne. It is as Jesus has won the presidency, and this is his inaugural parade. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. It is a day of so much hope. Jesus would be king, and the Romans would be out, and there would be no more exploitation, no more injustice. There would be, as the angels had said at Jesus' birth, peace, goodwill, joy. And this is what was going to happen. And it was exciting. But it was also dangerous. Because, of course, Jesus had not won an election He had never gone to the battlefield with soldiers. This was not an official victory march. He wasn't going to overthrow Roman rule and take the throne. In fact, by the end of the week, it would be the officials of Rome with the officials of the temple who would make an example of someone who would ride into Jerusalem pretending to be king, a rebel like Jesus. We have often heard that Jesus had to die, that Jesus had to go to Jerusalem, and that it was just God's plan, and that if Jesus had not died, that God would never be satisfied. We have been taught that to say that this is God's ultimate plan, that Jesus died for us, that God had every right to punish humanity, and that God demanded a sacrifice, and that Jesus paid the price, that he died to save us, that he gave his life for the anger and condemnation of God. And if we believe this, We will have eternal life. But even when we say it, it doesn't really sound right, does it? That God would demand that someone die. What if God is not angry? What if God never made a plan that Jesus had to die. In his letter to the early church, the Apostle Paul writes that it's not that we must believe in Jesus, but we must believe in the things that Jesus believed in, like justice and compassion. And that's what Paul means when he says, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Love the things that Jesus loves. Little more vocabulary. That Greek word for mind. Phroneo. Isn't about thinking. So much as having an attitude. Of cherishing the same values. That Jesus cherished. To love the things like food for the hungry and justice for the oppressed and peace for those who were afraid. 
have the same attitude as Jesus. And it's not you only as an individual. Paul says this to the community. Together, be this attitude. And the first thing about what Paul says is to have this attitude, to have this same mind that is in Jesus, is that Jesus had the highest status of a human being, and beyond a human being, Jesus had the highest status of being God. That privilege. And yet to be God, and to show God's love, Jesus gave up his privilege and his status. He gave it up to be with us and to be with those who are lower than us, to be with the most poor, the most powerless, the littlest and the least, that pouring out one's privilege and status is to have the mind of Christ. We often think of glory We wanted so bad to get our memorial to the lost in the Washington Post. I was almost on Fox News Local. I was going to have that glory and that fame. But of course, the glory of that day was not being in the paper or on TV. It was the glory of saying no to gun violence. Another word, obedience. Jesus became obedient. And sometimes that sounds to me like Obedient like a dog. As if Jesus would be punished or rewarded if he weren't obedient. But that word for obedience has the primary meaning of deep listening. Jesus listened deeply and fully as if to the heartbeat of God. Jesus listened and could hear God's heart break. For every person who died before they had to, for every child who cried because they didn't have enough to eat, Jesus heard God And God's heart break for the woman who was so bent over she couldn't stand up or the children who were hurt when another struck out in a violent rage, wounding so many. And there's a sense to that deep listening and obedience that there's taking responsibility. 
taking responsibility for being human. Not for the sense of, I did this, I take responsibility necessarily, although we have to do that. But a sense of, this is what it means to be part of the human family. To not look the other way, but to name the violence, the rage, the illness. And take responsibility for being part of the repair and the healing. Jesus was obedient to justice. He was obedient to love. He was obedient to peace. Jesus was obedient to these things such that Jesus had to challenge the systems and the values that diminish life, that keep people poor or excluded or denied basic rights. Jesus had to challenge. When I was in South Africa in 1983, during the time of apartheid, I traveled with somebody who wore a t-shirt that said, Question Authority. Now, of course, but in South Africa, to question apartheid at that time, to wear that t-shirt, was to stand in open rebellion of a system that was just evil. But that's what Jesus did. He questioned authority. And this is the obedient even unto death. Jesus was human. Jesus was always going to die. It was how Jesus died. Death on a cross. This was a public display of what happens to you when you go up against Rome. They hung people on the roads so that as you walked by, you had to see. It was a deterrent. Jesus was a deterrent. Because he was willing to confront the systems of injustice. Did Jesus have to die? He could not stop loving and challenging. He had to live. And risk. And he was unwilling to stop risking. To have that same mind that is in Jesus is being willing to confront the systems of injustice, the culture of violence, the ways in which the poor and the middle class just keep getting stomped on. 
To have the same mind that is in Jesus Christ means determined to change the world, to transform our lives to be more joyful, just, and whole. Another vocabulary word, and that is sacrifice. Yes, Jesus sacrificed his life. Jesus sacrificed his life for justice and for love because he could not stop loving. That word sacrifice means to make sacred. And we make things sacred by giving them to God. Jesus became sacred, the sacrifice, because he gave himself in love to God. He didn't do it to take our place. He wasn't some kind of substitute. He gave his life as a gift. And when we think of the sacrifice that we have seen this past week, we see love at Fort Hood. You know what I'm talking about. In that school where students sacrifice their safety to stand in front of one of their friends, this is giving of oneself in love. Jesus did this from the minute he was born. From the minute he was born, he gave himself in love. He poured out that love. This is what it means to have the same mind that is in Christ Jesus. To pour out our lives every day for the sake of love and compassion to be more and more fully human, more and more fully alive, more and more full of love and joy because we have poured it out and made room for more. It is always flowing through us. The Christian life is a journey A journey of transformation. Jesus is always walking or entering or riding the donkey. He's always on that path. It's the process. Jesus did not have to die to satisfy God. Jesus had to live. And that's the resurrection. So that every knee should bend and every voice proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. In other words, 
so that there could be a community of faith that rises up to proclaim Jesus is alive. We could say that every knee should bend and every tongue could confess in a community whose purpose is justice and generosity to confess the power and the potency of the love of God. That is the life that God demands. The same attitude that it in Christ Jesus. So let us wave the branches and celebrate the love that has come to our city. Amen.